Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is John Kelly. Thank you again for joining me. Join the studio here by Anne and Geraldine Creighton and also Shani joining us via Skype. This being Palm Sunday and the start of Holy Week, we felt it's important that we, as best we can, reflect on the meaning and the purpose and what it means to us for Holy Week. So, Geraldine, would you like to kick us off there, um, Holy Week, Palm Sunday? Yeah, so for me, this is um, it's really a strong point of the year. I'm sure it is for lots of people. Mm. I had the privilege, two privileges actually, when I heard you talking about um, Pope Francis earlier. I was lived in Rome, so I was there for all those celebrations mm. of um, Holy Thursday, like the prayer in the Colosseum on Good, you know, Good Friday, um, Easter morning. So that brings back wonderful memories of journeying with Peter, with yeah, being really, really close to Jesus. But I also had the privilege of being in the Holy Land. And um, I remember in particular talking, coming down from the Mount of Olives, descending into, uh, well, down the mountain, then up again into Jerusalem mm. and go- going on the Via della Rosa, praying that path, that journey that Jesus took right up to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, where you know, we had where had mass there and a time of prayer and wonderfully very very moving to to put your feet literally mm. in where Jesus walked um as was wonderful when you think about um the, the holy land because every if you're in Galilee or you're you're traveling you always go up to Jerusalem you don't go down you go yeah, up that's right. so you're ascending <laughs> yeah. and yeah. um and i suppose our journey um is one with Jesus he's he's bringing us along the road to uh, to ascend um, to go higher, go higher in our in our hopes, in our dreams, in you know what life can be. So this this journey in Holy Week, which is we call it the Holy Week. So it's the holy, it's solemn, it's um, uh, thought provoking, it's precious, yeah, it's a one off. Yeah, yeah. And yet in the Eucharist, when we have Mass, we, it's represented to us that we can uh, be part be part of it and join in through, through the sacrifice of Jesus and through his gift to us in the Eucharist. That's why I really I really love the Eucharist. I love mm, going yeah, to Mass yeah. because here we are, we're at Calvary uh, and we're also then at the at the tomb where Jesus is, is um, risen and receiving from him the gift of the Spirit in the Eucharist. So Holy Week, precious, special and we only have so many of them in our lives. Mm-hmm. So when you come to an awareness, so I suppose from whatever age, yeah, yeah, after yeah, First yeah, Communion yeah, onwards, yeah. Um, if you're lucky enough, uh, I suppose, are, um, you have a chance to make this journey once in the year. So precious, as I say, and and uh, till you walked. And I suppose the church gives us on, on today, Palm Sunday, kind of a big blast because we have the, the start of the, the liturgy with the, the entrance and then we have this passion gospel and my yeah. childhood memory is oh so we have to stand for the <laughs> yeah, whole thing yeah, and yeah. feeling the pain of it mm. and then you know obviously nothing to what uh, Jesus um, suffered and this week this time of year too I also always come this part of Lent to think about the Shroud of Turin. Always, it's, it's a real focal point for me. Again, living in Rome, uh-huh. wonderful privilege to be close, live close to the the, the Church of the Holy mm. Sepulchre, which mm. actually is very, very near the, sorry, the Church of the Holy Cross of Jerusalem. Sorry, the wrong one. Uh-huh. Uh, very close to the Irish College, in fact, just up the street from the Irish College where mm-hmm. Father Paul Finnerty will be. Mm-hmm. But 
there we have the beautiful, they had an image of the, the Shroud of Turin there and also a piece of the crown of thorns and a nail and uh, they also have some of the wood from the cross of the t- thief, the good thief. Mm. But it's a place to go to, to for me, a, a very prayerful to go there yeah. and, and look at these um, implements of the torture of Jesus who literally laid his body on the line this is and it. it gave his life up for me. But I'm, I'm, I'm equally moved by the fact that before that was yeah. the Eucharist. And before that was his gift of himself in the Eucharist so that he is with us for always and at all times. And amazingly, what we celebrate at the start of the Liturgy of Ham Sunday, that entrance in where you have the, uh, the, um, the people crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, to, oh, yeah. Yes, we, mm. we say this in every single Mass. Mm. We say Hosanna, and, mm. and we're crying out. It's a word of praise. It, it was originally a word of, of um, asking for assistance. Lord, come to our help, come to mm. our help. Mm. And then later, for the Jewish people, it became a word of, of trying to praise and jubilation and joy mm. that mm. not only when we ask the Lord, he comes. Yeah. When we ask mm. him, he comes. And so in the Eucharist, when we have the Holy Holy, then we know he, 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 he comes to us because he comes to us in, and mm. when the priest mm. uh, consecrates mm. the, the, the species bread and wine and he comes to us in the Eucharist. As surely as he came and uh, came down and was born of Mary and um, took his whole, his whole journey mm. in life, which his, his pilgrimage in fact, um, from the, the from uh, from his very humble beginnings to its torturous end, but then beyond to um, to resurrection and leaving us the spirit, leaving us the Holy Spirit, leaving us the Eucharist, leaving us everything we need, and while actually remaining with us. Wow! You know, the one word that I heard there was precious, mm. um, and and really, mm. if we just reflect on that, I'm sh- I'm sure for for some moments and, and just realize and appreciate how precious it is that, that he's left us, mm. his own body and blood, in the Eucharist mm. that we can adore, mm. we can spend time in front of, and we can partake of mm. Mm. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I remember once, actually, uh, unusually, having um, for adoration, instead of having the, the host, mm. actually a chalice. Okay. It was very unusual mm-hmm. because it happened to be at last, no. at last mm-hmm. chalice. I don't know how liturgical yes, that is, but yes, it was last, so you mm-hmm. could actually see the, you could mm-hmm. see the, um, the blood of the Lord. But wow. it was most unusual. And then to think then when, of course, your contemplation there is reflecting on the blood that was poured out. Mm-hmm. His blood offered freely. He chose, he mm-hmm. chose to fulfill his destiny. He chose to respond to the Father rightly. And even though he asked that this cup yeah, you know, we're talking yeah, about the chalice yeah, here yeah, during the, yeah. let this cup be taken from me. Yeah, yeah. But he, he chose right to the end. And he, he even went through the struggling of the acceptance of that at that, that, that moment. And it's, it's really amazing. I know a priest friend of mine, I think he, he was on the program here at one point, Father Lawrence Presley. Mm-hmm. But he speaks about our lives being in, you can read our lives in, in, in the Bible. You can read lives in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Everything that we are living, we can find there. And equally, I love when I'm struggling. Um, it's to the passion, it's that place I go to to spend time because I know Jesus knows. I know Jesus understands. I, and I know too as Jesus was helped, the story about the, you know, the angel coming, but as Jesus mm-hmm. was helped, so too we are. Um, and we're not forgotten by God. We're not forgotten. And that's just incredible. Each one, each one. 
What a lovely way to finish off your first part of it there. Now, you know, we're, not, we're never forgotten by God. Shane, would you like to share with us any thoughts, maybe, Holy Week? No, I just, yeah, I'd echo, I suppose, a lot of what um, Geraldine had said there. But I, for me personally, Holy Week is very much um, adult week, if you like, for, for, for adults. Christian, Christian is often associated with children. And for me, Holy Week is the, the chance for us to um, to participate in the week, you know, and it's it's a week for me which is kind of it can be very full of the, your experience of, of the senses, you know, starting with the smell of the palms on 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 Palm Sunday, to the incense of the procession on Holy Thursday night, to the stark silence and the stripped altars of Good Friday to the gathering in the darkness pierced suddenly by this single candle of Holy Saturday Night. You know, it's, an it's a week which we can experience to our senses. It's not just something which we experience intellectually. It's something which should appeal to our senses, appeal to our emotions, something which should appeal to our heart. And it's it's you know it's it's a it's a it's a holy week. It's it's a, it's an intense week, and it's a week which is very liturgically driven, very liturgically heavy. Mm. As as Geraldine said, we start with Palm Sunday, the 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 the, 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 the entrance into Jerusalem. Then it goes on. Then Wednesday is Spy Wednesday with the betrayal. Thursday and Holy Thursday, and it just <clears throat> it's a marvelous you know it's a beautiful week. Now I I was fortunate enough a couple of years ago um, to travel with a group from the Castle West with Father Frank mm. to the Holy Land. And I have to say, being in Jerusalem, you know, and walking through the city, you, you know, you're very, it, it, it very much it gives you an idea of what it must have been like. But that is what Holy Week is. It's not just for those that have been to the Holy Land. The idea behind it is for all Christians to travel that week mm. with the Lord, mm. each week, you know, each time. Um, you know, and there's that whole idea. You know, we came down the Mount of Olives and in in the Gate of Saint Anne. You're following the the route of the of the Hosannas and the Benedict and the Benedictus. And then what always struck me about it was doing the Stations of the Cross through Jerusalem, because pilgrims do the Stations of the Cross. They they walk the Via della Rosa, uh, the Way of the Cross, and. Um, there's no special allowances made for pilgrims. Nobody gets out of your way. No. If you know, if you want to walk the way, you literally you're pushing your way through the crowd in the city. Mm. And there's shop sellers, and there's all sorts of people around selling their things and doing their stuff and shouting. And it brings it home to you. That's probably what it was like for Christ walking the Via Dolorosa. But of course, a Holy Week as well is also an opportunity for us to pray and to reflect. And there's, there's many traditional devotions which sometimes we probably need to rediscover and to re-examine for ourselves. And I suppose three of them that I would mention this, this time around in particular, first of all, is the Stations of the Cross. Um, you know, a Franciscan devotion, very familiar to us. But there are many ways of doing the stations. Like we did it on the program ourselves, John, about two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we did a recording of the stations. Yeah. But we have done different types of stations over the year. We have done the traditional 14. We have done Mary's way of the cross. Mm -hmm. We have done a woman's way of the cross. There's different ways of meditating on that journey to Calvary. Another way, I would say, of reflecting, particularly for this Holy Week, is a reflection on the seven last words. These are the seven last words of Christ on the cross. And they're a brilliant way of 
pausing and reflecting, particularly for Good Friday and Holy Saturday, mm. to make that time, to make that space. And in that regard, I would highly recommend the meditations written by uh, Father Timothy Radcliffe, the Dominican. And he has a short little book called Seven Last Words, and it's, it's very powerful and it's very well written and very simple. It's one of his gifts as a writer is to keep things simple. And then I suppose one of the other traditions that is there, one of the other things that's sometimes done on Holy Week is to reflect on the holy wounds of our Lord, the, the, six, the seven wounds, six wounds of our Lord. Uh, well, the five wounds, sorry. One, the five wounds, so that would be the two in the hand, two in the feet, one on the side. But there's also tradition actually that there is a sixth wound and St. Bernard is supposed to have had a vision of our Lord and said to him, Lord, which of your wounds hurted you the most? And Christ's response to St. Mm. Bernard was supposed to have been, it is the wound in my shoulder which people have ignored because it bore the, the weight of the cross. Mm. You know, so there's, there's different ways to approach Holy Week. But what I would say to people is, you know, it can be liturgically heavy, but I would say if you can pick one of the days, you know, be it Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and really participate in the liturgy that day, and try to understand what's going on and pray the liturgy because it's it's difficult for us. You know, we're in a busy world, busy time, trying to figure it out and trying to fit everything in, you know, can be challenging. But the beauty of Holy Week is, you know, if you can participate in it, you know, that which you put in, you get it back tenfold in many respects. Shane, thanks so much for that. Just before I let Julian back in again, just my own echo really on that. You know, spending some time with the Lord during the week if possible. Those people mightn't be able to have the resources that we maybe have at our disposal, i.e. maybe television or maybe computers. But one thing uh, sick people have is time. Mm. And precious time, just to use Julian's word. And maybe if they can spend an hour just reflecting on what maybe the Lord's done for them in their life and maybe their suffering that they're experiencing that particular moment. Combine that now with our Lord's suffering that is going to go through this week. And really, they just communicate as best they can with the Lord, asking Him maybe to help them to understand what they're going through at that particular time in their lives. And that they may also in turn be able to understand why Jesus done what He did. That's one thing. And the other thing for those people again, maybe maybe visit a church, maybe mm. just sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just stay silent and let Jesus speak, let Jesus speak to our hearts and maybe again he, he just might give us some insight into our own lives that might help us maybe to reduce the times when we have ignored him and as you said Shane, maybe help to, 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 to make that wound that little bit more hurtful on his shoulder maybe. Geraldine? Any other little reflections you might want to add on to? Um, I was just thinking when you're saying about different prayers to do, but we, we have a really simple one as well to mm. add to that, and that's the, the rosary. Yeah. And we have the, the sorrowful mysteries that are there that can guide us um, beautifully through uh, the passion of the Lord and to contemplate the Lord's suffering from the heart of Mary. So to be with mm -hmm. Mary, we, we can be anywhere. We can be in a car, in the garden, we can be walking, we can be sitting, um, mm. just to contemplate Jesus' journey to Calvary through Mary's, literally in Mary's heart, pondering them with her and asking the Lord to enlarge our own heart. You know, and, and again, of course, this wonderfully brings me back to Padre I have to talk about mm -hmm. the, the Shrine of the Sacred mm -hmm. Heart, because here 
um, Jesus is sorrowful in, her, in his vision to St. Margaret Mary that people don't really understand or kind of reject his love or don't ponder it enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about going into the gory details, but mm-hmm. um, just that line from the, the, the scriptures, think of the love, think of the love that, that God mm-hmm. has for us, that he allows us to be called children, his children. Think of the love, think of the love that that gives himself. And of course, the reason he had to do that is because we, we are separated from God by our very sin, because God, mm-hmm. God is holy, mm-hmm. he's holy. He's holy, and we are not. And um, but Jesus came to bridge that divide, mm. and and so completely that as we, if we haven't should have an opportunity during the week to, to go to confession, that, that our sins are removed, and all that blocks us from a heart to heart with God is taken. Yeah. And this is the part I loved again. The story I, I probably said it before about um, Saint Claude Colombier when he. He was kind of teasing out with St. Margaret Mary about the vision, about whether it was it was real or not, and he asked her, he said, next time you have a vision and God speaks to you, ask him, what is my what is my greatest sin? And um, after that, uh, she came back to him and said, I asked, as you asked me, I asked the Lord, and he said, I forget. Yeah. And uh, again, this is wow, our sins are removed. The boulders are taken away, and... Um, we experience a possibility of absolute freedom. And if you look at the beautiful, we've been following the readings through through Lent, mm-hmm. that all about God's mercy, which of course yeah. we're in the year of mercy. Mm-hmm. And and for us, this this is a holy week in the grace of the jubilee of mercy. Mm-hmm. So there's one big word here, and that is freedom. Set free, set free. Mm-hmm. And I really would encourage any listener out there, if you're worried about going to confession, mm-hmm. ask. God to help you yeah. and go. Yeah. Don't waste this year. This is a, an extraordinary jubilee of mercy. Mm. Um, so it's extra mm-hmm. special. And the word jubilee means that all debts, all debts, all that is owed is cancelled um, powerfully. So do go, uh, do go and experience new freedom. Jesus' words, I think, is somewhere during the last week was, was the fact that we're slaves. Yeah. How, mm, we are, mm. we're, how are we slaves? I can't say we're not slaves. Well, of course we're not slaves, we're free people. But in fact, once we sin, we are not free. Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes to set us free, not in any theoretical way, but in actuality and in reality that we can live a different life right now. Right now. Going back to your word, it's a precious gift. It is. Beautiful. Shane, would you like just one last thought, maybe before we go for a bit of music? Yeah, I suppose one last thought, um, you know, for, for, for this week, and it's to link in there with something that um, Geraldine said about it being the year of mercy. And it, I suppose the whole, the whole thing is that God's mercy is available to us no matter what. And <clears throat> God's mercy was ultimately shown to us by what happened this week, by, his, by him opening his arms on the cross to embrace the whole world. He opened his arms on the cross to embrace each and every one of us. And I suppose what I would say to people this week is, you know, you mightn't have had a great Lent. You know, things might, you know, things mightn't have gone too much to plan or whatever else. You know, try and make it a good Holy Week. Um, You know, and to participate in the liturgies, to pray the liturgies, and to to really partake uh, in this Holy Week if you can. Um, you know, okay, 
Uh, Shane, thanks so much for that. Maybe it's time to go for that second bit of music. Geraldine? Well, this uh, second piece is, is a re- I suppose, a reflective piece. We've actually said a lot. Mm. And, and there may have been something that struck one, one person, or indeed uh, some of us here as we're chatting, that's, that the Lord wants to speak to us. So if anything has kind of reverberated with us, oh, that's interesting, oh, I didn't think about that, mm. just to sit with that one thought, don't worry about any other thoughts, and listen to this piece. This is p- just a piece called The Passion, and it's written by um, a composer in the manual community called uh, Thierry Mallet, and he's he's uh, you know that's his, his job his profession he's written for big movies and all that sort of thing but mm-hmm. this is one very simple simple piece called the passion where he he was obviously reflecting on on the love of the Lord um, poured out so that we might just stay with the Lord in this as we listen to this piece and that one thing that's one thing that is is the Lord is speaking to us. This is the lovely piece of music, the passion. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.